Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Truth Cast, beginning transmission. Have the fun and spiding my lips. It is so sensual. It's a very basic conspiracy. I promise this won't hurt at all. You laughed at me. I did. Government is playing a game. They want to see if they can make people disappear. We will not be silenced. Okay. There are still so many unanswered questions about what's going on. I think it's funny that you're coming at me with three identifications and it's all clearly squirrels. <laughs> oh, he had sex with an owl. I had to maintain my dominance. I'm a regular Dan Rickles. Keep your hands to yourself. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Truth Cast that is True Revelations Uncovered Through Heroism Cast. I am Thomas Luge, and as always, I am here with my partner, Mr. Little Dicky Ricketts. Hey, Thomas. Here we are again at Video HQ in Northern Oakland County. Want to make sure that you check out Cocoon 2, starring Wilford Brimley. Yes, that's one of my favorites. I did not know that about you. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, I believe Wilford really commands the screen in that film. And City Slickers 2. Legend of Curly's Gold. They only have sequels at this store. I'm surprised they're still open. That is the gimmick of this store. Well, that is great. Our guest today is not a sequel. He's an original. Please welcome to the Truth Cast, Chester McCooter. Hi, y'all. How's everybody doing today? We are doing good. Uh, can I get you some water? Uh, no, I, no matter how lubricated my throat gets, it always just sounds like this. And you know what? I've never smoked a day in my life, and thank you for not asking. What about at nighttime? Okay, I do smoke a little bit at night, but never cigarettes, and I need you to know that right up top. Oh, I assume cigars. Yes, thank you. I call them stogies. Oh, well, my bad. Uh, what is your favorite brand of cigar? Oh, it's the uh, Romeo and Juliet. Hmm. Yeah, that's the one that my um, my dear grandpappy used to smoke. Yeah, he always reeked of them, and um, that's how we knew he had passed on. Also, it's a Dire Straits song, if I'm not mistaken. You are mistaken. I am? Yes. Oh, who did the song Romeo and Juliet? The Eurythmics. Oh. Big Eurythmics fan. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm sorry, I didn't want to come in hot. That's not what I'm here to talk about today. You know what I always wonder about is wham. Whatever happened to that other guy? Like, I know Andrew Ridgely went on to, uh, you know, produce stuff, but what happened to the other guy in wham? He just went away. Yeah, he just disappeared. You know, I, I don't want to say that it's probably from smoking too many cigars, but that's going to be my guess. Okay, I'm big Andrew Ridgely fan. <laughs> Oh, me too. Oh. oh, cannot get enough of Andrew Ridgely. Watch this segue. I think even though Wham reached its expiration date, Andrew Ridgely did not. Oh, well, I am going to have to disagree with you again because expiration oh. dates are a farce. That is what I'm here to speak about today. Oh, yes. right. Okay. I'm sorry for coming in hot again, but this time I mean it. I stand corrected. Would you like Would you like to summarize your thesis? Uh, it's really just as simple as, uh, have you ever seen food go bad? Hmm. No, you have not. You may think that you have, 
but the expiration dates posted on any sort of food stuff you've ever purchased are a lie that the FDA has been coerced into putting onto products. Hmm. We went to prison uh, not too long ago. Oh, how was that? It was okay. It's kind of becoming a foggy memory, though, because through time travel, it's been corrected and it never happened. But I do kind of have a faint memory that one of the jurors called us bad apples. Ah. So is that... Are apples able to go bad? Now, now, let me ask you this. What do you do with apples? Uh, mm. Bob for them. Okay, could you do that with an older apple? I mean, if that's your preference. Yes, you could. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that older apple, you know, it can still offer a lot. A lot of people think that only young, uh, you know, tight apples are enjoyable. But an older apple can bring a lot to the table. Thomas, yes. how do you feel about older apples? I believe older apples as well have... Uh, plenty to bring to the table um, They can be used in applesauce They can be consumed By older humans Since they are lacking teeth Usually and I am on board With this message because this is not an ageist Podcast. Is that really a thing that Happens usually older people Lose their teeth? Yes uh, Nine times out of ten older people lose their teeth I did not know that It's true most of the teeth that I have found on the street Are from older people mm. Wait Back up, please. Yes, would you like to go back to talking about the Eurythmics? No. Okay. I, I have issues with Annie Lennox. When you find teeth on the street? Well, yes, when I'm walking down the street, and I, most of the time that I find teeth, uh, you can tell quite clearly that they're from an older person, yes, man you, or woman. Yes, you've never found teeth on the street, Dickie. No, I mean, I found a penny, and if it was head side up, I'd pick it up, because hmm. all day long, I'd have good luck. I but... will I will go out into the street right now and find you a tooth. Give me one moment. Okay. Where? Am I just not looking in the right places? I think that you may be, um, I don't want to come in hot again, but you might just be a greedy man, only looking for money. Oh. I, I personally find everything to have value on the ground, so it helps me get... Uh, a lot of teeth that way. Are you a molar guy? Oh, listen, I'll take whatever I can get. An incisor, uh, that's great. A big buck tooth from the front. Those would count as two in my mind. Really? Yeah. Oh. Molars, I mean, there's just so many molars. Yeah. Oh, Tom's back. Tell one from... Yes, yes, uh, uh, Thomas. But, um, oh, I, sorry. I, I found one. Uh, it has a chip in it, but um, I think it does the purpose here. Um, Wait. You can clearly Wait see... Wait a second. That one was mine. Oh, is... You guys didn't tell me I was missing... Can I, I'm gonna put that back can, in. Uh, just, can you can you smile? Uh, can you see? Oh, the reason the reason we can't see it is because your teeth are pushed together so close. The tooth that's supposed to be next to it is pushed behind it, and it looks as oh, if... Oh, no, those are my baby teeth. My baby teeth never left my body. So you have two rows of teeth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the minute I looked at you, I said, wow, that man looks like a human shark, and I guess this is why. Well, the baby teeth are smaller, so you really can't see them behind my adult teeth unless you really get in there, but... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, you did turn down my request to uh, inspect your mouth before recording. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. That's I, fine. You know, that came up on an earlier episode with Thomas uh, inspecting teeth, and uh, it, it kind of weirded me out a little bit. Yeah. Would you I like can't your... fault you for that. Or I can't fault you for trying, Thomas. Would you like your tooth back, Dickie? It looks May like I... it freshly fell out. If we put it inside of some milk, No, it I'll just maybe... take it right back in. Mm oh. Okay. Should I put it in milk first? I, I, You're I'm probably so the sorry. expert, Chester. I, typically, as the guest, you would offer the tooth to me. Oh. I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm just coming in hot left and right here, but the I, rules of etiquette would dictate that as the guest, I would at least have the right of first refusal on the yeah, tooth. Yeah, I mean, I kind of needed it, but... I mean, I it, mean it's, it's a baby tooth. It was in your second row. I Yeah, but I mean, I've had that... <sighs> 
Chester, would you like my tooth? Thank you so much for offering. Yes, I would like that too. Oh, I thought for sure you were going to say no, but can I put in a glass of milk for you? No, that's all right. I won't be doing anything with it. It'll be going into a jar with my other teeth. So uh, the, the worst shape it's in, it really does not matter to me and my purposes. Uh, oh, can I say goodbye to it? I mean, it's a little rude. It's my tooth now. <laughs> But you know what? I I want to show how to be gracious in this situation. Yes, please. I am inviting you to say goodbye to my tooth. That was formerly from you. Goodbye, Toothy. Goodbye. I will be renaming it. I'm so sorry to throw that out there right now. What's his new name? The Eurythmics. Really? Yes. You are giving a plural name to a singular tooth. Yes. uh, I believe that teeth contain multitudes and that names should reflect that. You're naming my form, the tooth formerly known as Toothy. Yes. After a band that contains my rival, Annie Lennox. I'm so sorry this is how this is playing out for you, but I can't overstate this enough. The rules of etiquette dictate that I, as the guest, am offered that tooth. And thank you for being polite. Okay. Goodbye, Eurythmics. More so on the David Stewart side than the Annie Lennox side, because she's a mean, mean lady. I know that's she's my tooth mean... you're talking about. I don't really appreciate Can the Can you please direction. take off your headphones? I'm trying uh, to have a private moment with the Eurythmics. Right. Uh, yes, but I will be holding the tooth while my headphones are yeah, on. Yeah, that's so. fine. Okay. I just... Okay. I don't know if he can read my lips, but goodbye. Just cover your mouth, Dickie. Oh, Thomas, this is a private moment. Can you take oh, off you your wanted headphones, me to, too? Uh, yeah. You wanted me also... Uh, Say um, goodbye to the Eurythmics. What if I just take one ear off? Whatever, Thomas. Goodbye, Eurythmics. More so the David Stewart side than the Annie Lennox side. The music, I mean. Not so much the lyrics. I'm gonna miss you, but Chester's your new dad now. I love you, little buddy. Okay, you guys can put on your headphones now. Chester. Oh, you got that right away, Chester. <coughs> Normally that becomes a running gag where it takes people a good 30 seconds to figure out that we mean to put their headphones on. Oh. You are a learned man. Thank you. Yes, uh, I can actually read lips. Oh. Uh, so I knew right away uh, oh. that you were telling me to put it back on and also everything you said to the Eurythmics. Oh. I couldn't help but notice you were repeatedly referred to them as Eurythmics. The name of the tooth is the Eurythmics. Oh, yes. I'm I'm sorry. Don't apologize to me. Apologize to the Eurythmics. I'm sorry, the Eurythmics. Thank you. Toothy. <clears throat> That's, what was that? What? I'm sorry. My, my headphones slipped for one second. Yeah, I Did didn't I... say anything. Okay. I feel like I'm coming in hot left and right. I'm so sorry. I mean, a little this. bit. I was okay. pretty you know, forgiving at the beginning, but so you're just going to put them in your pocket there. Uh, in the pocket until I get it home to my tooth jar. Where there's probably lint. I mean, I can't state what most people's diets consist of, but... It's a good, it's a fair guess. It's a lot of lint, D- Dickie, a lot of gold. Dickie has a very high fiber diet, so there's a very good chance that there may be some lint in that tooth. Oh, that's wonderful. You know what? We were just talking about that chip earlier. Um, oh, no fillings. Oh, very impressive. Yeah, no. Um, I don't have any cavity. I mean, I'm only 12 years old, so that's not nearly as impressive as it would be if I were 47 years old. Yeah. But I have no cavities at all. But it is impressive as a 12-year-old that you have your children and adult teeth simultaneously. Well, this is because time is a construct. Uh, the future and past both exist at the same time, so it makes sense that he would have both his baby and adult teeth. I'll oh. explain it to you like it was explained to us on the podcast. You know what? digital clock 
Yes. Time is the blinking colon between the first numbers and the second numbers. Uh, it's only constants is change. Yep. Okay. Time is the blinking colon. Mm. It's in your pocket and it's dark in there. And well, you just put them on the table. I got to tell you, it's even darker in the jar. Oh. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to leave it out for a moment. I mean, you got some real hungry eyes right now. Oh. Uh, I'm just going to move it a little farther away. Oh, Oh, ah! Uh, all right, expiration dates. I I can concentrate. Right. Yes, um, Mister Mister Chester. Um, what was the defining moment in your life where you realized that food does not actually spoil? Mm. I think it was uh, as a child uh, being uh, yelled at mercilessly. Uh, I was enjoying some yogurt um, that I had poured out of a milk carton. And my mother just kept screaming, no, no, that's what killed your father. Leave it. Leave it be. And I said, mom, carton killed your father. The uh, the uh, he had previously eaten some yogurt also poured out of a milk container. Oh, uh, hmm. and he got sick. Uh, could you please explain to your listeners what I just did with my hand? Um, uh, you, he made a little bunny rabbit. Yes, like he's going to show me how to tie shoelaces. Yes. You put bunny rabbit ears in front of your microphone. Yeah, that's right. And then the um, bunny looked like he was keying into something because his ears like went forward like he's like huh you did that a couple times like the bunny's like alert and then huh alert and then huh exactly an alert rabbit would know from my tone that i did not believe my father was sick from that incident uh that's just a little family thing that we do having an alert rabbit notice when somebody is lying through tone oh yes why would your mom lie about well i don't want to say they got to her but i believe they got to her Mm. who are they do you guys know the FDA? The um, Female Duty Association? Um, the Fred Durst Agency. Oh, he's represented. Yes. Even after making that terribly offensive John Travolta movie. He does now represent himself. Well, that checks out. Yeah. Um, so basically, you checked with Fred Durst. I checked with Fred Durst. Um, I meant to be speaking to the federal, uh, or the Food and Drug um, Administration. What's mm. their acronym? Uh, oh, um, LOL. Oh. Yeah. Um, it was a whole kerfuffle, but Fred uh, really What does that word mean? A kerfuffle? Yeah. Um, it's when a rabbit is a little bit slow and doesn't notice okay. that someone is lying through tone. Mm, is that why you do the rabbit ears? Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you want to demonstrate that someone is not picking up on tone, you do a kerfuffle, which is just this. Hmm. Oh, it looks like a angry rabbit like his ears are locked and loaded and ready to go yeah this rabbit clearly does not understand what's going on and and they're a little bit frustrated with it but they don't want to say anything and not appear to understand what's happening it also looks like you have a touch of arthritis in your right hand thank you you're welcome so yes when i met with fred durst the first thing he did was offer me um a piece of cheese uh, and it was a, uh, a blue cheese. Now, up to that point in my life, I'd only ever had uh, American slices of cheese. Hmm. Uh, so I wasn't quite sure what was happening. But he explained to me that the blue in it was mold. Oh. Even though it was moldy food, it was good. It was good because of the mold. Hmm. And it really just kind of, you know, opened something up to say, oh, all food is good food. Hmm. Right. So it's like 
bread, like the moldier a loaf of bread is, the better it is for you, and you don't get sick. Exactly. Could we then deduce that food, much like a caterpillar, has a incubation stage where it comes out on the other side transformed more beautiful than before? Yes, oh. and it has to um, go through a process of transformation where it is unrecognizable until we get to the point where it reaches its true form. Mm. Mm. Is yogurt the butterfly or is yogurt the caterpillar and it can become something else? Because yogurt also has an expiration date. Um, supposedly, yes. Oh, yeah. Suppose. I mean, it does have an expiration there is a date printed on uh, yogurt. Yes. It has the appearance of an expiration date. Right. Yes. Uh, milk would Thank be you for not coming at me hot on that one. I, you know, I, I heard it a lot earlier. Um, I'm only going to come in hot from the left now instead of left and right. Okay. Yes. Uh, milk would be the caterpillar. Yogurt would be the cocoon. And then cheese would be the butterfly. Mm. Oh. Yes. The life cycle of um, that product. Hmm. So what would the life cycle of something like a banana be? Mm, a banana, uh, well, the banana itself would be the caterpillar. Mm. Uh, a brown banana would be the cocoon. And then banana bread would be the butterfly, the final mm. expression, the final true expression of all bananas. Mm. So you shouldn't make banana bread until it turns brown. Oh, the banana uh, turns brown. Yes. You want it to look not at all like a yellow crayon. You want it to look like when every crayon has been mixed together by an unruly child. So the people that go to the store and buy green bananas they're perverts yes they are going towards underage bananas oh um, yes. oh um and it's uh it's something that we uh fred durst uh and i really um actively work against yeah i could see that fred durst seems like an upstanding fella He's wonderful. Even if his the script of his movie that portrayed John Travolta as an autistic man was very problematic and made me feel uncomfortable from start to finish. Oh, you know, it never came up in our conversation, so... Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, he may not talk about it. I'm not sure. That's probably a very good idea. Okay. There was a poster behind him in his office that just had a black cloth draped over it, but I didn't want to ask out of the rules of etiquette. Hmm. Yes. It could hmm. have been any of the Limp Biscuit albums, too. Oh, is he is he in something called Limp Biscuit? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. They're like uh, they're like ICP minus the clown makeup. Ah. Well, one of them minus the clown makeup. Right. So he's in some sort of circus act. Yeah, you could call it that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Biscuits. Do those uh, have an expiration? Do those have a quote unquote expiration date? They also do not. Obviously, a biscuit starts off as the caterpillar. Uh, biscuit in milk would be the uh, cocoon. Uh, and then some sort of uh, cookies and cream ice cream would be the final expression mm. of the butterfly. Hmm. So what then can we um, attribute what the popular sciences call food poisoning mm. to? That would be food jealousy as a mm. better term. Yes. Uh, it's when the food that you've ingested has not reached its final form yet, and it is very bitter. Mm. It's very snide at that point. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. I mean, haven't you ever eaten an apple that someone else has called bad, once again, attentive rabbit, and then felt not good afterwards, it's because that ra that apple was never able to become applesauce to be ingested mm. by an older person without teeth. Mm. Yes. So so that apple is essentially um, mean-girling your digestive tract. 
That's right. Uh, the uh, old apple and maybe some uh, blueberries that were moldy uh, and maybe a uh, Pop-Tart that had gone stale or all ganging up on uh, a, uh, a goth chick and a gay guy. Uh, those would be your intestines, uh, large and small. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the truth? So back to your dad. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's fine. Are you going to cry? I'm not going to cry. Um, Fred we and haven't I, had anyone really cry on the podcast yet besides you're, me. You're not going to today. I'm sorry. I'm just going to hold uh, the Eurythmics for a little while. I just need a little um, strength. Hey, let him be your strength. Let's go back to your dad. Okay. So, yeah, um, this was uh, before I was born. Okay. I, I only know this as a story from my mom that uh, there was a milk carton that uh, had contained milk, the caterpillar, uh, and he was enjoying yogurt out of it, the um, uh, cocoon. And there was a missing child on the side of that carton. And he said, I can die happy if I have a kid one day. And then he passed away the next day before I was born. Oh, so when your parents found the missing child on the side of the milk carton did they like tell him like you don't belong here you need to go to your home or Uh, no they kept that child that child is my older brother oh yes oh okay don't mention that he doesn't know doesn't know Mm. oh that your parents found him on a milk carton yeah Hmm. okay yep yep they saw his face they happened to notice him walking by outside they invited him in oh so his face was on the milk carton his face was on the i get what you're saying Mm. now and then he was outside he was outside yes so he was not simply standing on a milk carton he was printed on the milk his likeness was printed on the milk carton exactly uh his image on the milk carton was the caterpillar him being outside the window of our living room was the cocoon him being adopted into our family and being my older brother is the butterfly mm. oh, yes now why did they not put pictures of missing children on almond milk cartons i believe that's because um uh, the almond lobby uh, is um well i don't want to say that they uh, are running a pedophile ring I yeah I would be afraid to say that the almond milk industry is running a pedophile ring. Well, it is a pretty nutty milk, so. And we all know pedophiles love uh, wordplay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Could you could you say that this underbelly of the food metamorphosis uh, environment would be the cocoon? Um, instead of turning into a butterfly, turning into a moth. Oh, um, where moths are evil butterflies. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, the final expression of that is people throwing out perfectly good food before their destinies can be achieved. Mm. I mean, have you guys ever, uh, I don't want to pry, have you ever been to a hospital? Have you ever had a, an infection? I was just at a hospital uh, a few episodes ago. Oh, how was that? Um, it, it was delightful. They gave me many drugs. Oh, uh, can you remember the names of any of those drugs? The only one that I can remember is they gave me this this new experimental drug called Truvada. Uh, I think they were afraid of my sexual act-outs they call, by their terms. Um, and I they just like to point out that um, uh, Thomas, Thomas has also the done the attentive rabbit. Yes, the attentive rabbit. rabbit um, uh, and uh, it's because bunnies have a lot of sex. Oh yes, yeah. they yeah. also yes. have a lot of sexual act out. Right. Yes. Thomas is asexual now, but he used to be asexual dynamo, uh, fluid in his sexuality. So he would like bang everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, they they claim that this including barn owls. Oh yeah. 
How is that? I'm so sorry that we're sidetracking, but I that's something I want to hear about. Um, yes. So, I'm trying to get better at not interrupting Thomas when he talks. The uh, the Listening the, to past episodes of the podcast, I'm very bad at that. The uh, I don't know why you would need to get better at doing that. That seems like it's just the you know the the banter you two do with the bon owl. But sometimes he's going to bring up something that's very important. And let's be honest, I don't ask the best questions in the world. You were saying. I don't remember what I'm I don't saying. think it's I, your fault if you're bringing up more interesting things than what Thomas is talking about. I, I, that barn owl, I mean, that's that's what I'm here for, apparently. I, I, that's, I stand that. Oh, yes, the barn owl. I almost forgot. Uh, the barn owl, I'm really the sidekick of this podcast. Like, he's the guru, the mentor, the yogi, the sensei, scoutmaster, the den mother. We were interviewing a couple. Up You're very in- lucky to have someone so meaningful in your life. I, I, I wish I had that, that my father hadn't passed away uh, before I was born after adopting a person off the street he had seen on a milk carton. Meth was involved. Well, I'm not sharing him like, like I shared my tooth. He's mine. I don't care that you are the guest. I was very. You know, I'm going to come in hot one more time. You're not sharing the tooth. Uh, I would just like to point out that the rules of etiquette dictated that I receive the tooth, or at least the right of first refusal, as the guest. It is not shared. That is my. T- you know, it's going back in the pocket. I'm just saying it right now. It turned out the whole bond. I, it stand corrected. I stand corrected. Fair enough, Thomas. It was just a rude. You know, I'm worried we're being rude, Thomas. I would love to hear the end of this story. Yeah, way to make a long story longer. You know, I don't want to be rude in a second, but I actually do have something later today. We've we've gone on this nice long tangent. I I feel like we barely talked about expiration dates. And Jamie's about to close up video HQ. Uh, well, we we learned that the Barn Owl um, saga was really just a setup. Um, orchestrated by my cousin Paul. He manipulated me into being sexually attractive to these barn owls, and I for a long time believed that the source of psychic power came from uh, dominating these majestic animals sexually, Um, but every time I would do that, my psychic powers would diminish until I learned that uh, the true source of energy from the owls didn't come from dominating them, but allowing them to dominate you. So the Truvada keeps you from getting owl disease. Yes, yes. It keeps me from getting owl AIDS. Oh. Ah, there we go. All right. Uh, so you were also being mean girled in a different way. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I believe much of the large food industrial complex is based on mean girling. Uh, I would second that, yes. In my experiences, uh, the times where I have had to deal with them, uh, bringing my concerns forward, um, my outfits have been mercilessly criticized, asking to sit with them and being told no. Um, you know, being asked whether or not my brother is a man off the street who was adopted or my biological brother. They really, um, that one, that one went in the burn book. That one hurt. Ouch. Yeah. Mm. I'm so sorry for riling you up to make you come in hot so many times. It sounds like you had a rough journey just to be here today. I really just want people to understand that letting food develop to fulfill its purpose is better for humanity. And yet somehow I'm, I'm the bad guy. Hmm. 
I want all of our heroic listeners to start ignoring expiration dates, but you should probably start paying attention to Best Buy dates because Chester said nothing about those. I said nothing about Best Buy dates. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Chester. Is there anything else you would like to tell our listeners? Because our listeners are your listeners now, as you are our guest. Thank you. Um, thank you for that. Thank you for following the the rules of etiquette. I would just like to say um, Best Buy dates are fine. Best Buy the store is just an Amazon um, showroom. And also, uh, eggs do expire. They are the one thing that goes bad. It's just a mm. super little caveat that I got to throw out there well, don't, to be responsible. Well, don't eggs just turn into chickens? Uh, some of them do, but not the ones you want hmm i guess that's why they say that one's a real bad egg now i don't like that kind of language all eggs are good eggs oh i'm so sorry to come in hot one last time before i head out of here yeah we were so close to getting out of here without it yeah you know you know uh, i oh i feel bad now uh dickie i want you to i want you to have the eurythmics back can i give him back his original name of toothy you may not know oh yeah I mean, that the Eurythmics has gone through a, a, a journey of discovery and transformation. Well, here, I'm going to, in the interest of compromising, uh, Thomas, can I see your car keys? You don't have a license. I, I'm not going to drive anywhere. I just need to see your car keys. I don't feel comfortable giving you my keys. I need to cut Toothy in half. I'm going to split up the Eurythmics. What happened to your blade? I don't, I'm not allowed to carry shard objects anymore. Hmm. I'll give you my keys this one time. Okay. And here, you can have the Annie Lennox half. Thank you. There you go, Chester. This is called sharing. Sharing is caring. Can I have my keys back, Dickie? Yeah, yeah. Here you go. And I'm going to put David Stewart up in my... Uh Uh-huh. You know what? I'm going to put Annie Lennox up in here, too. Oh, Oh, that that there wasn't a space for. Oh, no, that, you just oh, put ooh. him between that tooth and your oh, gum. Yeah, that. Um, that's oh, ble- that smarts. That's um, bleeding. Oh, I really hope some moldy food has become its final expression and become penicillin because oh, um, that that looks worse than oh, a popcorn kernel. That was on the street. Yeah. That was just from the ground. Yeah, and even worse, it was oh, in my mouth. <laughs> why did I say no to putting it in milk earlier? <laughs> Everything is happening at once now. Yeah. <sighs> Do you uh, need maybe, some aspirin or something? This wait, is... he might meet his dad. Oh, oh, oh wait. We can't let another guest die. No, I'm we... sorry, another guest? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, we, there's the whole yeah, thing. It's, it's we don't thing. need to go into yeah. that right now. Let's uh, I'll, I'll go back care. and listen to the back catalog. Yeah, we're going to take you to urgent care. And, uh, well, I, I copied all the podcast episodes on cassette tape so we can listen in, to it in Thomas's Truthmobile. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Those never expire either. It's my preferred recording medium. I know. Sometimes the sound drops out because of the magnetic particles. Yeah. But, you know... It's sort of like the remix. It's sort of like the remix, yeah. All right. Chester, you're going to be okay. We're going to get you to urgent care. Oh. Thomas, do you have anything to say? Um, because you should wrap it up. If I, you I really, yes, guys, no, I, I, can, I, can, I can go past that. I'll, go, I'll warm the car up. You get Mr. Chester ready for transport, Dickie. Thomas, are you drinking on the podcast? You just burped into just the a little, Just a little bit. Um, I was day drinking a little bit today. Thomas, you never drank before. It was a rough week, Dickie. Thomas, I've got to get to that urgent care. Okay, Dickie. You, I don't know that he's okay to drive. Well, I, I can't drive. I'm certainly Dickie, not you allowed. do not. Here, hop on my shoulders. All Dickie. Right. Oh, oh, Thomas, my... Uh, I am not nearly as strong as I look, and I do not look very strong at all. I Just open up the door, Thomas. Dickie, just hop on Thomas's shoulders. Okay. Yes, hey, Dickie, Thomas, get... crouch down. Hey, get... Okay. Ah! Oh! 
Hey, with the three of us on top of each other like this, we can sneak into a rated R movie. Ooh, you guys want to do that before urgent care? Yeah, we need a trench coat. Thomas, okay. are you okay? I I think my shoulder broke. You're not moving very fast. Step it up, bud. Uh, my shoulder blade is broken. Oh, and I'm never going to see the movie Anaconda in theaters. Oh, but th- uh, nope, they only have Anaconda 2. Oh, here. Hunt for the Blood Orchid? Yeah. I've already seen that one. Oh, here, Thomas, walk us back to action. Oh, here we go. Thomas, oh. I don't want to come in hot, but if you could go just a little faster, just a little bit faster. I'm doing the best that I can. All right, thank you, everyone, for listening to The Truthcast. Thank you for listening to The Truthcast. You can send questions, topic suggestions, or comments to Thomas at TrueHeroes053 at gmail.com or to Dickie at LittleDickR at gmail.com. Please rate, please rate. I would tell you to like and subscribe to the podcast, but I've already hacked into your computers and done it for you. Special thanks to Chris Fortin for playing Chester McCooter on this week's episode. Chris is a writer, director, and actor at Go Comedy Improv Theater in Ferndale, Michigan. I'm going to guess he probably teaches classes there too, because he is so darn funny. I may have recency bias, but but this is what I consider a perfect episode of the Truth Cast. I can't believe it took us 11 minutes to get into his topic, because we immediately went off onto tangents and they were surreal and beautiful for me. If you are in the Metro Detroit area, once this pandemic is done, I cannot urge you strongly enough to please go check out any of the great shows at Go Comedy Improv Theater in Ferndale. It is such a talented group of people. I don't know how it is in your city, but I've found a lot of times there's a little bit of a divide between the stand-up community and the improv community, and that's been a divide that PJ at Go Comedy and I have been trying to erase for over a decade now, actually. And I think we're pretty much there in Detroit. I think there's quite an overlap between stand up and improv, and it's such a thriving scene before all of this global crisis, of course. But I'm very proud to be an artist from Detroit because I am surrounded by incredibly talented people. We'll see you next week. Please stay safe, all of you. Thank you very much.